welcome to Stand Up Speak Out UK presents That Was The News That Was. I'm going to have a competition among you all. What was the best introduction? I still not recorded it. I should do that. Anyway, what a nice week it's been. Actually, I've just come from a fascinating talk. It's, uh, what is it now? It's 9.14 in the evening, Thursday evening. I've just been for a talk run by two people who I'm going to have on the podcast about gatekeeping. and But there were so many other things. I heard so many sad stories. You know, um, the longest I've heard somebody been in temporary house was six years, and then somebody come out for nine years. And I think it's longer than that, personally. Uh, but that's another subject. What an interesting week it's been. <coughs> of course, the main thing was the Chancellor's um, autumn statement, which is the preparation for the budget, which which was incredible. <coughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, the previous week I thought I was mystic here. I'd said things and then the papers followed. Doubt very much they found me. Number one, I said to Ella Bradman, who I've got a new name for. I now call her Wider Mouth. She, she, words spew out of her mouth, but I don't think her brain's in context. Uh, I can give you reasons, by the way. Then, two weeks before, I was commenting on the COVID inquiry, and I'll be talking about that later on. But I said, no, maybe I'll talk about that now, and then we're going to the statement. I said, out of fairness, and I must admit I'm a fair person, I'm a bleeding out liberal, I suppose people call me, that, as you may remember, they were talking about a meeting between Sunak and Johnson, which the secretary was at, this bloke, and he stated that one of them said, why are we bothering anyway, they're going to die, or they're going to die, why are we bothering anyway, sorry, and he was asked who said it, and he said, I believe it was the Prime Minister. Now, I think most of him, it's Boris. Yeah, I, I even thought it was Boris. But out of fairness, I said, we have a past Prime Minister and a present Prime Minister. Why did he just say the name? And now, this week, what happens? Sunak's been accused of saying it. Now, on his behalf, and to be fair, it could be some of Boris's mates putting the rumour around. Because whoever said it, it's damning. This is the end of their career as a politico. Probably the end of their career of, as being a human being. Well, I, I must admit, Boris, I never thought was a human being. And after last week's statement from Mr Sunak, which he did say when they lost in the Supreme Court, by spring, there will be flights to Rwanda. Funny thing is, following day, Hunt said no. Yeah, what's this reaction? Interesting. So, 
as Mystic here, I put up these predictions. Now, Matt Down, you heard on Monday, I put a posting up on LinkedIn saying they've asked a 30%. I thought, no way will they give 30%. They've got to hold on to their money. After all, how can Sunak afford his planes with that if he gives that money away? And, lo and behold, 30% was happening. I text Matt and he said, yeah. Good, some things are good. And uh, well, the only thing I got right was the pension rise. Eight and a half percent. I'm in the money. I'm a pensioner, which is good. I will admit I fund this podcast out of my pension at the moment. I have dreams of the future, but I'll reveal them next year when I shall conquer the world. Now, this podcast is about informing people through my guest show and something else I'll talk about later on. So, all of a sudden, I, I, my prediction, I said, because they were talking about cutting benefits in the post, I thought they won't cut benefits, they'll freeze them again. Lo and behold, benefits got a rise of 6.75%. I could not believe it. Because in the past, they've usually got half of that. And then there was 2p off uh, national insurance. I predicted 1p. Insur- uh, na- everything, oh, everything. On the 30th of this month, next Thursday, I will have an economist on to explain the, uh, the budget. I've actually asked him, can the government, can the country afford it? Because I came across an article in which Wait for it. We owe two and a quarter trillion pounds. To help you know what two and a quarter trillion pounds, I'm going to put it in the thing below, in the wording below, because I could not conceive that amount of money. I've seen it now and I still can't conceive it. Um, This is ridiculous. So, boom. But funny enough, just I got um, I have a walking pro- mobility problem. Unfortunately, I can't walk as fast as I can, and what I thought would take me ten minutes it took me twenty minutes. So I missed PMQs, and my friend told me soon. I said the one phrase that I hate, and he did that the last time he made a speech as the chancellor. He said, "The Conservative Party, the Party of the People." Well, I'm going to tell you now, the Conservative Party, the party that will remain in power. Today, what I see in papers, we have a spring election, some people uh, forecast, which wouldn't be bad. You'd probably do it after April. So you've got your money in, you're thinking, oh, aren't they nice people? They're giving us some extra money. Well, next year, they'll probably cut that extra money. How can they afford it? That is my question. And the thing for today is, by the way, the truth. It is the truth. I can't see how they can afford all this money when you've got that debt. If you may remember, and I will say now, when the leadership battle came out, I'm not a Conservative, I thought Sunak would be the best person to understand the finances. Because Charles kept them to about cuts in everything. 
And I, 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 I can ask my economist, I can't, I can't understand what they're saying. Is, is there a cutting business? That, it sounds like there is. They've scrapped uh, the stamp too. So they're saving people a lot of money. They're self-employed. I wonder how many of the MPs are self-employed. It's all a cheat. Uh, to make them, they're the party of the people. No, the Conservative have had 13, well, next year it'll be 14. We'll say 14 years to get this country right. Now, I'll say, in the first five years, they were blaming the Labour Party. And yeah, you've got to say that, because they're handing it over. But, what, four months, six months ago, what come out of their mouth? It's all the Conservative Party. Now, we won't talk about what Widenhouse said to Ella Braverman. Um, to Ellen Braverman, I'm not going to call her that friendly name. Because she talks out of the back of her ass, And that's my opinion. You may disagree with me. I'm no problem. But this is all about they're so friendly. Actually, um, I saw a point of order that appeared after in the evening. I was looking through YouTube. I, I use YouTube as one of my research documents, inquiries, and other things. And uh, then MP stood up and said, James Cleverly, remember I mentioned him last week? He's now the Home Secretary. Had, um, had when, he, when this gentleman asked this question to the Prime Minister, he said to the Prime Minister, why in my constituency, three-quarters of the children on the poverty level? And the Prime Minister replied as this. I don't know how to cut these things out, so I don't understand. Um, he said, oh, several hundred thousand people are now above the thing. And then he realised there were children. Oh, yeah, and children as well. So it's a, London has, an, has a population of 9.6 million. I think the country has a population of 68 million, maybe. Not bad, I suppose. So you're doing a country of thousand, that's, that's a pinprick in the population. So it's not really a, a boasting thing. I would have said millions myself. But during that time, James Cleverie called him a name. And he brought it up, and the speaker was a lady speaker who is a conservative. She said, "There's no proof of this." He actually said, "The recording was clean." I'd love to hear the recording. To be fair, because I am a fair person. Nothing. Then today, he's actually apologised. Yeah. So. There are times, unfortunately, when we let our emotions get hold of us. I very rarely call people names, but I have. And I lost my temper. I've really just got a temper. But I, 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 I'd be interested. I'll be watching James cleverly very closely over the coming months. Um, but another thing came out. When the uh, shadow chancellor came out, she was saying that James... Jeremy Hunt might not be long in his position. 
And I will admit, I know a friend who worked for the uh, a medical company or a medical organisation um, when he was health minister and he had not very good words for Jane, Jeremy Hunt. But I must admit, he's done a lot. He came in to try and recover what Looney Liz, what we know is Liz Truss, had done to the country. I still can't believe she said the same speech. But let's go back to this two and a quarter trillion pounds, which is debt. I don't know if any of you can help out, you know, a couple of quid. But when Looney Liz made the first statement, when she was going for the leadership, and it's the same statement she made at the conference. Syriac came out and said, we can't have to debt our children and grandchildren. Well, I can't imagine two and a quarter trillion pounds being like a, a couple of years. We're talking 20, 30 years probably to pay it off. And the reason the country's going to debt is to do things. In other words, his words were hypocritical. My, since his statement about the Rwanda thing, my opinion of Sunak has changed totally. I think he's a nasty person. I, I can now think, even though I'm going to be fair, I, I still feel it was Johnson who said the words, why are we bothering anyway? I could see him saying it. In war, which I said we won't talk about, but I'll talk about war as a general thing, there's a word called acceptable losses. Yeah. Terrible. Now the next item. Um which is all to do with money. A few weeks, uh, this week there was an article saying that London councils needed £600 million to help the homeless. And it meant, then mentioned two councils, one has filed for bankruptcy and the other one is close to it. And it shocked me because I thought another one was going to come up. Uh Croydon Council has filed for bankruptcy. I actually contacted somebody who lives in Croydon. I said, how bad is it? All I got back, I texted him, because I know he's busy most days. Very bad. The other place is Havering. Now, all you know, Birmingham Council has gone to the wall. Council have a, have a must-do-certain-duties, whatever. And then, the following day, I saw this article, which will go into my third item, really, that uh, immigrants in Liverpool are living in rooms where there's about six or seven to a room. When I was a rough sleeper, you had night shelters. You might have, say, 15 people in a place, in a room. But this is bad. Like the government giving out all this money, but they can't help out these councils. So what are we talking about? More homelessness? And that's the reality, because I'll come to my third item. 
I was contacted on last Thursday by a friend of mine that I've done some work with. He works for a major charity in London. He's also somebody I really respect and admire. His name is Ross Watkins. He's a senior person at charity, but he does a lot of housing advice. And I enjoy talking to him because we do, I'm sorry, I'm going to bore you now. We talk about law. We talk about what's happening in the housing thing. And he knows more than me. I'm an amateur compared to him. And he informs me that in Lambeth, or Croydon, I can't remember exactly what that, but immigrants who are being, and he informed me there's no such thing as legal illegal immigrants, but these people have been given permission to stay. They're in hotels. Soon they will be thrown out of the hotels. Now, <clears throat> I had heard something of this because um, a month ago, uh, my day is really looking at articles, see what's interesting, see what's true, you know. I don't trust what GB News comes out with. They come out with crap. Um, but usually I look at The Guardian, the BBC, and a few other papers during the day. That's what my day, cons my morning consists of. You know, what's interesting. And uh, I saw up north two hotels being closed down. And I thought, what can I do about it? Because, you know, unfortunately I'm, I'm a one-man band. I have a friend, Mr. Neil Sammons, who created my logo and uh, helped me with cleaning up the recordings because I'm not very good at that. Even I have limitations. But apart from that, someone went down, I have to decide what I'm going to talk to, who I'm going to talk to, do the interviews, do the base, re do a lot of research. My day, half my day is in research mode. But it's useful when you know somebody. Well, eventually, I'll be saying big. And, and I imagine at one stage, I was going to do specials. So, on Wednesday, I'll produce this thing called Real Lives, which has a nice title to it. I love titles. And I'll be talk, bringing Ross on. We're going to talk about We do digress occasionally. We've done lots of work together over the years on different things. But he informed me this important point, as I said before. There's no such thing in legal or illegal. This is a term that Widemouth uses to cause hatred. But we just had a budget. Millions and millions of pounds have been sent out, but more than the 600 million that the London councils need. So why is it used to help these people? Are we happy? To push people out in the streets. Are you happy? I know I'm not. Unfortunately I live in a little flat. It's nice that. Because I could have been home. I could have been on the street last year. You'll hear more about that on the 1st of January. When I share my story. But who am I? I'm just one person. It's such a shame that we have to come to this situation.
I'm very sad about that element, ladies and gentlemen. I don't like the idea of people living on the streets. Um, I lived on the streets, well, the first time, 18 months, and the next two times, three-month periods, but still. And last year it could have been a game, and I will admit to you, I might have mentioned this before, I don't think I would have survived. Yeah, it sounds very melodramatic. It's not a holiday living on the streets. Uh, it's not like, um, as White Mouse said, a chosen lifestyle. But what can we do? It's terrible to, you know, like, the main thing you do is try and survive. After a while, you know where to go, you know, you get used to it. Well, they not get used to it. You're used to going to these places. I always remember there's a mission in Waterloo, Weber Street Mission. I used to go there for breakfast when I couldn't afford good connections. cost money and they had no money. So I'd go there. It's edible. <laughs> Nothing fantastic. But at least you've got some food, you've got a hot drink in the morning. I, I, makes me sad. So we've got this. We've got loads of money being chucked at us. Right? The doubt about the inquiry. And I forgot one more thing about the inquiry. Chris Whitty, who was the chief medical advisor, scientist, or whatever, opportunities medical advisor, to the government, stated we should have been locked down earlier. Why, do you ask? Why should we have been locked down earlier? Why weren't we locked down earlier? Well, I believe that Johnson's more interest the economy. If you may remember, I did say this. When it first appeared, he was on radio and he said, I'm going to go around shaking people's hands. What happened? He ended up in hospital. Idiot. I, I, personally, if I'd been him, I would have said this. I said, well, we're not sure, but I advise caution. But don't panic. We will handle it. Because panic can come out anyway. I've got a friend who really, you know, um, I wouldn't say he was wrong, but I know he went to this local shop and he said, this guy's right up my arse. I don't know how close he was. Always wore his mask. And I see masks are coming back even now, I've seen. So, to recap again, the bribery budget, as I call it, Sunex could be up for the boot if it's proved whoever said it. It's going to be him and Johnson. <clears throat> of course, we can't blame Dominic Cummins, who was... Oh, God. The guy's so arrogant, he makes me seem modest. Um, Sean 
Should we be closed down? It's quite interesting inquiry. The guy who's running it, or asking, is uh, King's Council. Well, Queen's Council in the Queen's days. Quite good. I would still ask that secretary when he said, I believe the Prime Minister, I would say, what's the name of the person? But the assumption is obvious. Most people think it's Boris. And now we've got people who have been put in a hotel, going to be chucked out of a hotel, thus increasing the homeless population. The last figure was in London, 217,000 people. And then you've got people in temporary accommodation. I'm going to bring Ross on at some stage next year because I've got quite a few guests to go through. And I guess you don't talk about who is the homeless because I didn't think about it. So that's it. So next week, let's, let's talk about next week. Next week, we're going to do Tony the Addict Part 2, Anthony the Queen. And it's amazing. The reason he stopped, I thought, was incredible. We hear it in his words. Now, on Wednesday, I'll have real lives. We'll talk about these immigrants. And you will say we digress. Because we've worked on loads of projects together. Now, Thursday, I will have... I will have the... Um, the economists come on, and uh, it's once again to be short, but it's best that we hear from those sort of people because I could comment on on the budget. Yes, I'm good with figures, but let's get an expert. So he's going to be my expert. And then Friday, bit of news. So I'm going to wish you a nice weekend. If you're here on the weekend, if not, you're here next week. Nice weekend, and I should say this all the time, I do, never say it. If you feel this is a interesting, share it with some friends. Thank you very much, and bye. <laughs>